Hello, welcome to this Tokyo 2020 Paradressage podcast. I'm Rob Howe, I'm the Paradressage correspondent for the International Equestrian Federation, uh, and I've tied up with the FEI this week to do a series of four podcasts live from the Equestrian Centre at the Tokyo 2020 Paralympic Games. Um, this is the first of those four episodes. We're just going to have a quick look ahead uh, at the competition that's coming up and catch up with a couple of the athletes that are competing here this week. But before we get going, let's have a quick word with Amanda Bond. Amanda is the chair of the FEI's Para-Equestrian Technical Committee. She's basically here with a few colleagues essentially running the competition. So I had a quick chat with Amanda earlier on just to see how she feels about the five days that are coming up. So, um, Amanda, what are your thoughts so far? What's your first impressions of Tokyo 2020? Well, you know, Rob, uh, okay, we're, we're a year late in being here, but oh my goodness, it was worth the wait, wasn't it? It, it um, it's, first of all, it's fantastic to kind of have our family back together. Um, and, you know, arriving here in Tokyo, uh, I have to say the Japanese have made us feel so welcome. Uh, you know, coming into the venue uh, here at Baji Cohen, you know, we've got to say a massive thank you to Japan Racing Association because the venue that they've delivered here is just phenomenal. Um, you know, for any listeners out there that haven't, haven't had a chance to come here, it, it, it really is um, the height of luxury for the horses. You know, the horses have all come in, they're very, very relaxed. You know, they're coming into the field of play for familiarization, like they've been there, you know, forever. Um, and when the horses are relaxed, our riders are relaxed. And, um, you know, I'd almost go as far as to say, uh, I think it's one of the best venues we've ever had. It, it really is outstanding. Um, so, yeah, and we've got a great team uh, of officials here. Uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's obviously a lot quieter because we, we don't have the sort of full range of all the people we would normally have um, because of COVID measures, and that's just to make sure everybody keeps safe. Um, but uh, we, we have a great team. We also uh, are well supported by a lot of uh, local Japanese officials. And over the last um, probably three to four years, we've worked with um, both Japan uh, Equestrian uh, Federation and also the local RDA to make sure that we were training people. So for me, you know, to have that legacy that, that we've now got lots of trained officials that are working on these games um, is something really special. So yeah, I'm really, really excited to be here. And it, and it feels, I mean, it, I've noticed I've been here for 24 hours and it feels like a Paralympics, even though we know we're not gonna get crowds. Um, it still feels like a big, massive occasion, doesn't it? And that's testament to, the, to our hosts. Absolutely, but, but you know what? It is a massive deal, you know? It, it, it's, we don't have the crowds, but we still have the top horses in the world, the top riders in the world, you know, all the teams are here doing what they usually do. So for them, the, this is huge, you know? This is, for, for some of them, it's once in a lifetime. So um, the tension's still there, you know, the, the, the nerves are there, the excitement's there um, for all of us. Um, and okay, we don't have crowds, but we, we are a family. There's enough of us here supporting each other that that's giving it enough of a buzz. Um, you know, we're not allowed out there in the wider Tokyo. We're, we're restricted obviously to the venue and to our accommodation. But as you, even as you drive around, the city's done a great job um, you know, even from when you arrive at the airport, you know you're at a Paralympic Games, you know the branding's fantastic. Um, the city feels like an Olympic and Paralympic city, so th there's been no expense spared on that side. Excellent, and then, so we've, we've got five days of brilliant, brilliant competition ahead of us. 
Um, I personally think some of the fiercest competition we're going to have seen at the Paralympic Games. Um, are there, are there, I know you can't mention specifics, but, but looking ahead at the next five days, what sort of things are you looking forward to seeing? Wow, you know what, most of all, I'm really looking forward to um, seeing <laughs> top-level competition again. Having been um, stranded in, in Hong Kong for the last, uh, almost well, getting on for two years now with the pandemic, um, I actually haven't seen any competition for a long time, so I'm, I'm, I'm overwhelmed about being here and seeing the best in the world. Um, but, uh, you know, every time we come to a major championship, I think, my goodness, our sport has leapt forward again. You know, the horsepower is fantastic, the quality of the riding. I see from from games to games how people progress, you know, in, mm. their, in their riding as well. So, it, you know, I'm, I'm very, very interested to see how some individuals have progressed, you know, since, since we last saw them. Um, I think the highlight is really, really going to be the team competition. You know, it's wide open. Uh, and you know, and, and that hasn't always been the case uh, in our Paralympic Games in the past. Uh, we're going into this. I could, you know, sitting here, I could not tell you who's going to win those medals. It is wide open, and that is super exciting. Um, so, and and now with the new format as well. Okay, so three in a team, mm -hmm. uh, and we know that uh, no discard score. That's going to really make it uh, quite exciting. Going to make it easy for people to follow. So, if you've got non-horse people at home, you know, trying to follow this makes it a bit easier to understand. Um, but I think it's going to make for a terrific competition. Thanks, Amanda. That was fascinating, and I just echo what um, Amanda just said there about the quality of this venue. You know. We are going to miss crowds here. There's no, there's no two ways about that. It's always better to have an audience, but sadly, that's not going to be the case. But Tokyo has really pulled out the stops. There is an atmosphere in the arena. Um, it is going to be a special competition, and it's going to be a really fierce competition as well. On a personal note, one of the things I really love about my job is I get to tell people stories, and I get to see and tell about the journeys that people make and the progressions that they make and how they, how they move forward in this sport. Uh, and one of those that always sticks out is that of um, Canada's Bert Sheffield and her horse, Feruza, who's affectionately known as Wonky. Um, Bert bought Wonky, having seen her in a field, um, and Wonky at the time was literally half feral. She was pretty much a half wild horse, and, but Bert saw potential in her and bought her and trained her with the goal of getting to a Paralympic Games. I caught up with Bert a bit earlier on to find out how she was feeling about being here at the Games. It has been incredible. It's definitely a Games like no other. Um, with COVID and also, I mean, that has, has brought problems, but I think the Japanese have more than overcompensated with an amazing atmosphere, a beautiful venue. I just can't wait to start um, going and competing in that incredible amphitheatre that they've created here. Excellent. And obviously your competition starts on Friday in the Grade 3 with the individual contest. What, how are you feeling about that? What are your hopes? I am just so excited to be here. It's just such a lovely venue. I can't wait to go and get stuck into a test in that incredible Japanese Zen garden that they've created in the arena. Um, wonky feels amazing. I'm watching the videos back of our recent training sessions of our familiarization. She just looks on fire and she feels incredible. And she's just, she's just a wonderful horse to work with anyway. So it's always 
a wonderful experience to go in the arena with her anywhere, but then to have the opportunity to have this dream moment, you know, to take this horse from being um, a semi-feral unhandled horse to the Paralympics is just like, wow, I just, it's so emotional. This has been your goal to get Wonky to a Paralympics and you've finally made it. I mean, you talk about emotion, but when you go into the arena on Friday, how are you going to keep it all in? Keep it all in? I'm not, don't think I will keep it all in. <laughs> I, if I'm not bawling my eyes out by the time I'm going down the centre line, there's, there's something wrong with me. And talking of emotional, I don't know if you saw last night's um, Tokyo 2020 Paralympic Games opening ceremony, but um, once again, it was a treat. I love the opening ceremonies of both the Olympics and the Paralympics, but the Paralympics is obviously just that little bit more special. And what made it even more special last night was seeing the number of paradressage athletes who were present um, either at the Games, but particularly carrying the flags um, of their countries. So we had... Um, Norway's Jens Lasse-Dokken, for example, he carried the flag for his country in the Athletes' Parade. I mean, Jens is just a legend in this sport. Paradressage has been in the Paralympic Games since Atlanta in 1996, and Jens is the only rider to have competed at every single game since then. I mean, the guy is just a legend in this sport. So it was wonderful to see Jens um, in the stadium last night. Saudi Arabia... Uh, Ahmed Shabatli, their top paradressage rider, he helped carry the Saudi Arabian flag last night as well, which again was amazing. And Finland's Pia Paulina Wrighty, she carried her country's flag. Uh, and then Belgium's Michel George uh, was her country's representative as well. And then most brilliantly of all um, was Singapore's Laurentia Tan. I don't know if you saw, but Laurentia helped... Uh, carry the actual Paralympic flag itself into the stadium last night as well. So that was a real, a real boost, I think, for paradressage sport and its representation here at these games. And luckily enough, had a quick chat with Michelle George earlier on to find out how much she enjoyed being part of last night's ceremony. It was a really an amazing uh, experience. It was first time for me. It was huge, really. I enjoyed every second. Well, I was really surprised because um, I don't know who, who decided to. I think it was the, the Belgian Paralympic Committee who decided to, to, to put me there. But um, it was a surprise. It was a surprise and it was a really nice surprise. I was honoured, honestly. I'm very pleased to be here. So that's it for this first um, episode. We will be back with you after the individual competition. But for now, uh, the big stuff starts on Thursday with the grade two, four and five individual tests. And then we've got grades one and three doing their individual competition on Friday. And the team competition is going to dominate the weekend. And then on Monday, the top eight horses in each grade uh, from the individual competitions will take part in the freestyle competition, bringing the whole Tokyo 2020 para dressage to an end. But for now, thanks for listening. And I will be back with an update uh, and a review of the individual competition uh, later on this week.